Welcome back to the Project Fit Podcast. It's been a while since I've done an episode, probably been about three or four weeks now. Um, just been really busy with stuff like the business and just trying to move some other things forward. But, um, you know, you have to keep on moving, right? And you've got to keep certain things going. So um, in this episode, I just want to talk about change and why we find it so difficult and I guess I just want to cover kind of the three or four things that most people really struggle with when it comes to the whole mindset thing, yeah? Because, like, people find change really hard. Um, but I also think we put these labels on certain things and that's what stops us from moving forward and in my own case, I'm kind of going through some changes myself and trying to move myself forward. And I guess I just want to share some of the things that I'm seeing, hearing that could really, really help you to get better results, um, lose weight, get healthy, get strong, and you know, really move your life forward. Because you know, I really do think that your exercise nutrition has an impact on everything you do. And we need, we always forget this. I think we separate it into a separate box, like yeah, workouts and exercises here, and things like career, health, all that kind of stuff is all in this other little box somewhere else. So yeah, excuse me if I'm a bit croaky today. I um I was out on a light out last night, which doesn't happen very often nowadays. I used to be like a bit of a a party hard king. I used to go out partying pretty much four four nights a week. Um, but you know, I've realised as I've got older that you know, it, once in a while is great. Um, but for my own health and well being, you know, I've even really reduced my alcohol intake um, as well, just because I don't like the feeling that it gives me. I recover way less after I, I drink um, training for the next couple of days afterwards is always um, less than optimal um, I don't feel and you can hear it in my, in my voice today I don't feel as energized as I should um, after alcohol so yeah that's why I'm you know really cutting it back um, to you know the odd occasion um, and even then you know it's going to be you know, one to three drinks tops and that's about it, because um, I really feel that um, alcohol has a real big impact. So I guess on that tip, I, want, I wanted to start with the first one, which was social, so being social and why that sometimes holds us back. So you, us, we're all tribal people, okay? And one of our big needs is to be accepted. Um, I do think, you know, there is that instinct in us to be part of a tribe to be part of something okay now whenever we make or want to make changes in our lives what happens is you're then moving away from what maybe your peers your friends are doing so therefore you then end up potentially being isolated okay and i've seen this many a time um I see it in my own circle of friends often that when someone really wants to go on a journey and really achieve, you're breaking away from the norm. 
And that feels quite lonely, yeah? And I think we're always looking for a lot of validation from other people. So if what we do isn't congruent with what they're doing, um, then often what happens is you then go, oh, I feel a bit weird and I feel a bit alone, so therefore I stop doing it. Here's a classic one, okay? And ladies um, who are going through menopause or who have gone through the menopause, it's a real big one. And I really, in fact, I want everyone to try this one, right? So really listen to your circle of friends. Just one day when you're out having a coffee, you're around the house, listen to the topics that they talk about, okay? Listen to what they say about certain things and just stop and just assess it for a while, right? And what, like, one of the big things that I often hear with the ladies that I coach is, you know, I, you know I'm going through the menopause, it's hard. Um, so if you've got 10 friends that are telling you, that was five, 10 friends that are telling you, um, you know, that as I'm in the menopause or going through menopause, weight loss is hard, that's a message you hear repeatedly. And it, it, it lodges in your subconscious. So it then becomes your default response that you can't shift fat, you can't get healthier because menopause is hard. Okay. However, on the flip side, we have plenty of examples of women around the world who are lean, strong, fit, despite menopause. So then what we do is this. Okay. We then take it down to well, you know, it's their genetics, it's luck, it's, it's their environment, it's something else, okay? Um, and I think it's, it's really easy to fall into that mindset of, um, yeah, it's really hard and all of that stuff, because that's just the talk that's going around you, okay? When, when you really think about it, the actual task of eating some extra vegetables, not drinking as much wine, is actually less effort, right? Really, really take it down to a granular level. If you really look at the, the task in hand, it's, it's not actually not, because you don't have to expend any more energy to do what will actually help you than you do to actually um, do what's not helping you, right? So you put up these defense barriers, all these walls, and you're like, yeah, it's really hard, and I can't do that, etc. So all the while, you're just sending yourself into a spiral of um, just downward, just a downward force of compressing all your dreams and your hopes, etc. And this is something I've gone through in my own life. Like, when I started Project Fit, I never thought that I would be coaching in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, 50 to 60 different women. I never thought that that was going to happen. Um, but, and I have to constantly just check myself and go, hang on, no, you are actually all right at this. You know what you're doing. You've, you've trained, you've helped people, you've got results. And it's that subconscious, it's that conscious checking of your subconscious, I think, which is the real thing. So, just to recap on, on all the kind of little train of thought I've just gone on, um, listen to, the, listen to the, the thoughts around you. And if those thoughts aren't congruent with what you want to achieve, 
then you might have to start leaving that circle. Now, I'm not saying that you need to um, totally disown your friends, etc. But just be aware because that will stick in your subconscious. Um, and, you know, you'll, you'll hear it, right? We, we often tell children, don't hang around with so-and-so because they're trouble, right? So you don't want your kids to hang out in a gang of kids because you think they're trouble. So what you're doing is you're actually removing the child from that group that you think has going to have a negative impact on their, on their health, well-being, trouble, whatever, right? So we don't often do that for ourselves and that's because we want that belonging and that's why your children kick up a fuss when you say, no, you can't go and play with the girl down the road because she's trouble um, because it's that feeling of belonging and the people that you surround yourself with are going to people that are either going to hold you where you are because it's comfortable or they're going to push you forward. Um, and what I think one of the big things for me for 2020 is to really surround my pe myself with people that are cleverer than me, better than me, faster than me, stronger than me, have more knowledge, have more success. Because if I want to grow and change, then I need to surround myself with more people like that. Um, and it's been interesting that I've, you know, recently taken on the training partner, um, a lady called Tamu. She's the um, creator and owner of Live 360, which is a life coaching, health, well-being um, coaching program. And she's been on the podcast before, but I've noticed that the the train of my thoughts because of this, you know, us two we train together most days. Um, has actually gone up and I'm thinking about things in different light. Um, so that's part of my journey to surround myself with people who are more successful than me. So be aware of the people you surround yourself with, the thoughts they're talking about, and really what's the message that they're coming out with and where they're holding you back potentially. Okay. That's number one. Number two, I think, we all tell ourselves these stories and I think it latches back from that whole, first of all, what you hear. Um, so, you know, you often hear the things that people say, like losing weight's hard, getting fit is hard. When really it's about that momentary decision, right? Everything in life is a decision. So you either decide to go to the gym or you don't. Now, yes, it's comfortable for us to, you know, do what is done, right? And there's that famous cliche, well, if you do what you've always, always done, you're going to get the same result. And it's, it's a real eye-opener to see how people really self-sabotage themselves. And look, I'm not going to lie, I've, I've often done that, and it's often something that I've been um, guilty of in the past as well. And I have to really just stop and I'm starting to meditate a bit more um, now just to, you know, understand those thoughts, quieten them down a little bit and go, actually, no, put part of that thought, get on with it. Um, but you listen, if you listen to your thoughts and just ask yourself, are those thoughts valid, right? So, you know, is it that you can't lose weight or actually have you lost weight in the past and maybe not done it in the method that you that maybe was right for you. So you did it, so you actually did lose weight. So first of all, the, the thought of you can't lose weight is actually invalid. Like, 
it's totally invalid. Like you can't, um, yeah, you just can't use that as a reason for where you are, right? So then you have to then go to the next level down and go, okay, so what happened when I, when it happened before, what did I do and what did I stop doing or what did, what did it feel comfortable for me? And I think the one thing that, you know, when I was talking to one of my um, really good friends, a uh, fellow coach of mine, um, Abby Dubison, he's just he's an absolute ninja. And the, the saying that he keeps telling me is just, you know, you're just getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Because when you get comfortable being uncomfortable, you're still comfortable. So the, the, the thing is we create these stories to stay at our comfort zone. Um, and it's, it's really interesting how almost hypocritical we are of ourselves. Like, you know, we tell the children around us, you know, whether they be nieces, nephews, whatever, grandchildren, you know, oh, you know, you have to do the things that you need to do to get where you want. But us ourselves are hiding behind this, this, you know, this comfort of staying comfortable. It's, it's really a big eye opener. So I guess the, the second thing then is really critically analyze your thoughts, like stop and analyze the things that are going through your head. Um, I think a really big thing is that people don't stop and think we're so busy, just autopilot. Um, and that's what leads you to just end up in the same place where you are. So you have to, have to, leave, have to find a way to consciously um, look at your thoughts and understand your thoughts and meditate somewhat or else you won't get, you won't get, you won't have a clue about what's going on. You kind of just end up in a place you're like, well, how did I get here again? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's probably number two. Number three, um, I think people aren't willing to invest in mentors. Um, and honestly, money is never, is never the, is never the issue is why every year, most families in the UK will go on a really, you know, quite costly holiday, right? And actually the money that you pay, whether you do it on a credit card, whatever, could actually go to paying off your mortgage or it could go to paying the gas bill, or it could go to paying something else, right? But we, we always find the energy money to go away for that annual trip because for whatever reason, we feel that we're A, entitled to it, B, we deserve that break from work, um, C, it's valuable enough and important enough for us to do it because we know the memories it creates, the feeling it creates, etc. And that's the thing I really want to, kind of pick on really first of all is that you will always invest in something that makes you feel good okay the challenge with fitness and health and these things is that the feeling is never going to come straight away well except for a workout after a workout right you always feel better after a workout but the, the feeling and the goal you want to get to is often going to be a little bit further away okay so it's not going to be immediate gratification um but we know now, you know, science tells us it's experiments. Um, there, is, there is one about the marshmallow um, experiment where they got kids who were told, you know, they can't have the marshmallows and the people that 
the kids that didn't have the marshmallows got a greater reward later on. And it was, you know, that delayed gratification of, you know, I need to have a feeling now to know that I am um, getting somewhere or feeling good is, is real hard to manage. So, because often this is what I hear. It's a real big one. It's, Greg, if I lose weight really fast, I will feel good and I'll feel motivated to carry on. But honestly, the feeling that you want is not the weight that you lose. The feeling you want is to feel good. Yeah. Um, even on my night out last night, I was talking to one of my friends and, you know, she was saying, oh, I want to lose this weight, I want to lose that. But when I said to her, well, the feeling actually isn't, you know, that you want to lose, I don't know, two stone, whatever it was. The feeling you want is to actually just feel good. You want to feel healthy. Um, and I think we, we equivocate money to, you know, instant gratification. So if I pay money to do this, I get the item in my hand there and then. Um, and I think that's how we look at it. Whereas actually the value of investing in a, you know, a life coach or a health coach, whatever that, you know, of coaching, investing, or a course is, is actually the result at the end of it. Now you won't get that immediate gratification. You won't, you're not going to lose, you know, five stone by paying a PT to come and make you do burpees. That's not me, but you will feel better to know that you've got someone who's going to give you, you know, excellent advice, world-class service, um, give you things that are specific to you and your situation and get you to your goal. But that's what you're investing in. It's not the feeling that you're going to get immediately. And I think that's, so money is never the object, right? I see people buy trainers, you know, 80, 90 pounds. And I'm not saying that, um, that's not a thing. That's not a good thing, but ultimately often things that material don't give you the gratification that you want. So you have to bear that in mind. So money generally for a lot of people is never actually the investment. The issue is about how you feel. And if you feel that the investment, the feeling is important enough to you, this is going to lead me on to my next one. Um, is really, really important is understanding that, what you value is what you're investing. Yeah. Some people invest in stamps because they value stamps. Like they'll collect stamps and invest time and energy into collecting stamps. It's crazy. But that's because I don't value stamps. So that leads nicely into my next point about values. Like, honestly, what do you really value? Um, it's, it was interesting that I did a, I recently really looked at the values that I, I hold. Um, and, and let me just, you know, kind of reiterate this point. The, the values are what you kind of strive to live for every day. So they might be honesty, integrity, um, you know, love, whatever, whatever. The interesting ones that I see when people do these things is never actually self-love, health, Okay. And when they write these down, the, the key to it is actually looking at, okay, so the values that I profess to really go after, do my actions actually align with those? Okay. 
or are they a little bit mismatched? Um, it's really interesting. So I see this a lot with the ladies that I work with, you know, it's being doing what I do is a psychological role actually more more than it is a physical it's like it's all about mindset and change and behavior change rather than what's the best program like i yes i need to be technically proficient and be able to write awesome training programs and that kind of stuff but by the same token i also need to understand behavior change how that feels to people what feelings it is and i think one of the big things that we never really think about is what are our values and are we living the values? Because if we say we value this, but we're living like this, then there's a mismatch. Okay. So what that means is you need to just reevaluate. Are my values really what I've written on a bit of paper because it feels nice or is it what I'm living? A perfect one is honesty. Um, if, if honesty is what we really profess to, then that means we need to include self-honesty. So, the questions we need to ask ourselves is are are we living the life we wanted to are we living the life we dreamed are we doing things that we don't want to do because you know we're 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 not being honest with ourselves about how we feel so i really want people to understand that looking at your values is hard but it's probably the biggest shift that most people will realize that most of us aren't living the values that we profess. Um, because, you know, you can't say that you're, you're valuing health. You value, you know, self-love and health and the rest of it if you never go to the gym or do some form of exercise class or do, you know, do workouts at home. Whatever you do, it doesn't make a difference. But if you say you want health and you don't move your body, especially when you potentially been sat on your butt, for nine hours a day then there's a clear mismatch between it what you might value more is comfort and i want people to understand that that's actually okay to value different things from health however then you have to look at and say well actually is this giving me the feeling the situation the body the health the mindset the environment that i want and if you can't answer that then that's where you got the struggle. You need to really spend some time um, going through that. I, I recently um, asked my clients to tell me what they really valued. And it was really interesting how reticent some of them were in doing the exercise because it really questions your ego in terms of, well, Greg, you know, you say you value health, but you know, you haven't trained, you know, four times a week like you said you would. So therefore, my ego takes a knock because I'm not doing the shit I'm supposed to do. Um, so I think there's definitely one thing that people need to look at is their values. Like, are your values really what you say they are? Or are they something different? And which ones are you living? Because when you address that and understand what your true values are, then you're going to feel better. Then you can start doing the things that you said you would do. But what people do value, I think most, and that's probably, you know, societal, people value acceptance, comfort, um, yeah, and almost easy living. We, we, we've, you know, we, we feel like we work hard every day, 
So doing more feels like a chore. I'm a poet, I don't even know it. So I really think that's something that we really need to just um, hone in on more and more and more about is what I'm li- am I living the values that I say or the values that and here are the values I really live and which ones am I moving towards? When you know that, then things come together. That's a real big one. So yeah, I really wanted to just talk about some of the things that are going on with me and get you to see an insight into what those are the things that I'm looking at. You know, I'm looking at, you know, my routines and my what I say I do, my training, how am I gonna, you know, change that to make sure that I'm, you know, doing the things that I say that I value. And it's a work in progress, but here's the thing, if you if you're on that step by step journey, um then you can only live in the moment, right? So you can only live in that moment and make those decisions that will lead you towards where you want to be. So I think people need to concentrate a lot more on the the feeling of, let me just put one foot in front of the other. Let's not worry about the future because you can't do anything about it unless you've got a DeLorean. Let's worry about, right, what can we do in the moment that's actually going to help us move us forward? Um, so yeah, those are the things I just want to think about. So if you, if you enjoyed this podcast, um, I'd love you to leave a a review on iTunes, um, just to, you know, Hey, more reviews I get, it means that this is helping people. Um, so yeah, I'm going to really push on with this now. I've got another three or four episodes in the mix ready to roll. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So I'd love to, you know, get feedback on this. And um, I really hope it helps you um, move forward in your life and your training. Um, I'm now really focusing on making sure that the neat process, and I'm going to touch on that actually a little bit because I think it's important. So um, I've been thinking about the methodology that I use and, you know, how we can kind of encapsulate it in one, um, in a, in a, in a way that, that redefines what we do and gives gives you that process. Because let's be honest, we we have an emotional side of our brain and a logical side of our brain, and there is all this emotion. However, sometimes our brain needs to see logic, um, and logic is, you know, having a system and a step by step process that gets you from A to Z. I hate A to B thing. Because A is actually Z is the actual destination, not B. Anyway, city world, right? So, is a thing. So I call it the neat system, and I'm just refining it down. But first of all, I just want to just talk about what the neat system is. It's just my my pro my process to help people get fitter, get healthier, get stronger, um, and just live better. All right, and it's so N is for nourish and. That's not just about nourish, you know, from a nutrition point of view, but it's nourish the mind, nourish the soul. Uh, and I think those are important elements to it. I think, you know, we're often so mechanical that we don't nourish the soul. Um, number two is exercise. And this is exercise at a different level. It's understanding how exercise impacts your health, you know, joint health, stability, mobility, speed, strength, everything. Because everyone needs something different. Um, 
and that's one of the challenges of having group work when you know when you work in the group you can really personalize it but only to a degree whereas you know one-to-one um you can really really hone in on what does that person need um a is about action um because you can theorize enough but you we have to take action and if we're not taking action then nothing changes so there has to be action um and then there has to be T, which is the tracking, yeah. So that's the tracking, like. So is is all of this stuff? Are we, if we're nourishing, exercising, taking action, then is it actually working? Because I think often people go on a journey and do things, and they don't actually track it, so they don't actually know if it's working or not. So that's a real big challenge, I think, for a lot of people. Okay, so there you go. Intro into the into the neat system. Something to think about. You'll, you'll see and hear more about that over the next you know, few months or so. Um, really exciting. I've got a program in mind really to roll with it, um, which I think would be awesome. And we really help people you know, get this stuff nailed for life because that's what, I think that's the key is actually nailing it for life, not for you know, six, 12 weeks. Um, so yeah, it's going to be awesome. So I really hope enjoyed this episode it's a bit different to what I, I guess i talk about very often but i think the mind is where everything starts and if we don't start with the mind then the best diet the best everything else doesn't make a difference we've got to start up here first all right this is me greggles project fit podcast um i look forward to hearing from you your feedback your thoughts um let's talk soon bye